0: All right, we're all ready.
1: Okay, we're, we're going? We're going. Click. Okay, we're rolling. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, I, it's more fun
0: to just turn it on inconspicuously and let it roll. Beep.
1: Okay. I always try and watch for it. I never catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Crafty. <laughs> show with Sue and Vince, where we'll talk about what's happening in the credit union industry, the world, and right here on our credit union team. In this
0: episode, we are sitting down once again with the wonderful, the illustrious, our (laughs) (laughs) supervisor. Our fearless leader. Yes, our fearless leader, Ben Bauer. Those are big words. (laughs) Too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) Eh,
1: He's fine. Yeah, he's all right, I guess. (laughs)
0: Uh, And we are specifically going to pick his brain today about graphic design. That is his area of expertise coming into the credit (laughs) union world, Um, coming out of selling cars, as we've discussed (laughs) on the podcast, coming into the credit union Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. So... Wonderful transition.
1: <laughs> that way, that was. I liked how smooth that transition was. Welcome, Ben. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Yay. Yay, you. Glad to be here. Awesome. <laughs> we're going to have fun today. Of we're course. Gonna, we are As Vince mentioned, we're going to pick your brain. Cool. There's not going to be much left. There's not much in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this will be a
2: short episode, guys.
1: Just okay, we're done. So you're, graph- you're a graphic guy. You have a graphic design background. We're going to start back. Baby Ben Bauer. Oh, boy. Little BBB.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and tell that's us what, what?
0: That's what's tattooed on
1: the back of his neck. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that big neck tattoo. Right. BBB. Yeah. It's like the Boston Bruins B, right? Is it, what is it? Yeah,
2: that's a big old B. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, if you're familiar at all, there's this thing called Big Baller Brand, which is... Oh, yeah, oh. It's yeah. It's a terrible thing, and I think it's already going out of business or something. But yeah, that's not what I, heard. I You know,
1: all. I know... About Big Baller brand purely because of Saturday Night Live oh. and Keenan Thompson. Right, yeah, yeah.
2: It is Saturday Night Live worthy because okay. it's, it's a joke,
1: <laughs> in my opinion.
2: Okay.
1: Anyway, sorry. And so that's actually what the tattoo means is what you're saying. Right.
2: It means Big Baller brand is a joke. That's what <laughs> my tattoo means.
1: It's an ironic tattoo. Right. It's a weird choice. Yeah. It's okay. We still like you. <laughs> so anyway, back to baby Ben Bauer. Yeah. BBB. Uh. How did you – how and when <coughs> did you first get interested in graphic design? Where does that come from? Yeah. It must be the buttloads of – the tons of money <laughs> <laughs> that you assume you'll make. Can or you
0: say buttloads poor. on the
2: podcast?
1: Everybody has a butt. <laughs> I'm just saying.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so when did it start for me? That's mm-hmm. kind of the question. Yeah. Um. You know, ironically um, – Besides the mandatory art classes, and I think I took one like as an elective or whatever in high school. I I didn't really I didn't really love art class. Like I liked the I don't know, the freedom of it, or you know, it was definitely less structured than, you know, a typical like like, the idea of Yeah. (laughs) You know, whatever. It was fun, you know, all of that. But um, admittedly I am not and never have been a good drawer, really never a good painter or anything. Um, but I think that when I first started kind of like dabbling in what you could call the infancy of my graphic design, uh, life, um, was in Microsoft paint, believe it or not, oh. you know, I mean, oh, like, no. back when my family yeah. first got a computer, you know, um, it was one of the, like, I just thought it was really cool to be able to like draw electronically. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, funny thing is one of the first like real structured thing that i would do was you know back in the day when you would make your own mix cd or whatever <laughs> oh, i would yes. yeah i'd burn my own cd and then i'd print out a label and stick on it and of course i had to start branding my
1: you of know, course <laughs> my music right <laughs> or, or my mixes yeah. so
2: you know i made a little logo for myself and um you know called the disc, whatever, mix, volume one. And
0: Please tell me you still have that.
2: I, they might be on like a spindle somewhere in a closet or box at home or whatever, but I may have thrown them away at some point in time too, but. Would you still have like the file? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I you, would, I,
1: I'm hearing you just like want to get in. I want to see what what this. Yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, will,
2: I will take a look and if we can find them, we'll definitely get them on the, on the post for this okay. so that you can share them oh, with yeah, your links and stuff.
1: amazing. That would be amazing.
2: Also, seeing what I'm seeing in my head as I picture that work, I probably threw it away because it was probably just so terrible. But, <laughs> but in my defense, uh, using Microsoft Paint, whatever it was, I'm sure it was pretty impressive, knowing the capability of the tool. But so <laughs> that, and then the the other thing that I guess I designed.
0: You just By gave yourself cap- a backhanded compliment.
1: By the capability of the tool you're referring to Microsoft Paint. Yes. Not uh, Microsoft Paint. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, <laughs>
2: thanks for the clarification. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that. So.
2: It was garbage, but it was great for the tool. <laughs> if you didn't think I was a tool, you had to go there. <away. laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> um, the next thing that I think that I can remember, you know, quote unquote, designing uh, as a youngster in high school, and this was just purely dabbling. There was no purpose behind it. I would design T-shirts and like just apparel and stuff. Um, again i think using paint or some other like free you know software like that on our family pc you know um
0: might have been windows 97 yeah i'm sure it was (laughs) yeah right it
2: probably was windows 97 but um and i remember one like cool trick that i found uh and is still very useful today in Adobe Illustrator or whatever you're using, uh, was I would design half of it. I would, you know, take a T-shirt, you know, draw it in your head and draw just half of it. I would design that half of it and then flip it and put it together and wham, bam, (laughs) I had this full design, right? And um, whether you're creating a logo or, you know, any kind Mm -hmm. of simple vector illustration, that's a very common technique to help save time. And um, Yeah, so anyways, uh, (laughs) a little fun Uh, History lesson there, but (laughs) but yeah. So then um, you know it it was purely hobby. I didn't do a ton of it. It was just like you know when I was done tinkering around on the computer, or you know because I think my first email account was when I was like a junior or senior in high school. So outside of like MSN Messenger and, um, you know, maybe creating like a word document for a school project or something like that was pretty much the extent of my computer use in high school. Um, you know, research and libraries or whatever, but that was, that was really it. So I didn't really do a ton of it. Um, and when I got time to think about graduation and what I was going to do next, honestly, my first, I had a couple ideas for things that I thought I would do. Um, I thought about being a teacher Um, specifically thought about being uh, either a FIED teacher or an agricultural education teacher. I was a big FFA kid in high school, Um, had a lot of great, great times there, great memories uh, with that organization. and, um, And then the other idea was something medical, you know, I always and still today have kind of gravitated towards being involved in things that help benefit youth and are involved with youth education or whatever it might be. So um, so I thought maybe, like, I don't know, a pediatrician or somebody that worked in peds or whatever. And um, so I actually applied to a few uh, of, like, the UW system schools, got accepted to a couple I don't really remember. but um, And I was really set on, yeah. you know, I would have been going into – my generals and stuff like that but I was set on I'm going to start taking the path going down that medical pediatric type um, of path and one day uh, I think it was like I distinctively remember it was like spring of my senior year of high school so February March something like that Um, my mom and I always had like a good heart to heart um, every once in a while uh, when I'd get home after a you know sporting event or something and we'd wind up talking and next thing you know it was midnight and you know so i um, very thankful for all those moments with my mom especially this one where all of a sudden somehow we got on the topic of the future and stuff and the real conversation came up about you know how would you handle if you were working with a kid you know in some sort of pediat- pediatric medical uh, scenario and that kid doesn't make it. You know, or mm-hmm. that kid's really going through a rough spot. And are you are you ready to deal with the emotional side of that? And I mean, that was like a ton of bricks hit me in the face. And I just realized, holy smokes, like, I don't know if I can get there. You know, I mean, I'm sure through education and experience and, you know, time in a hospital or whatever, like maybe I could have gotten there. But at that point in my life, I was like, yeah, I don't even want to try and find out if that's something I'm capable of. So I felt a little bit like, holy cow, now, like, what next? Mm -hmm. And I really wasn't loving the idea of going to school with, like, no plan. You know, I mean, I know that many people go to college with, you know, undeclared or whatever, but I wasn't, uh, I I wanted the plan. So really, like, I just kind of started exploring. It's like, well, what what am I, what's fun? What do I like to do? Mm -hmm. And this idea of, like, design and stuff like that. Um, came to my mind. I knew I liked to you know tinker on the computer and all that stuff But that was really my skill set at that time and so um, Decided to look into graphic design programs and heard that Western Technical College in lacrosse had a great one um, There were a couple four years that I looked at I've heard that stout has a great one as well and actually have worked with some people that have degrees from stout and UWSP as well that um are great graphic designers they they must have great programs there because the couple people that I've met that have gone through them through them um are really good but anyways decided to go the technical college route um I was definitely attracted to the idea of two years of school <laughs> and the lower cost involved in that yeah. um and it was a great decision um still had you know the gen ed stuff writing and communication and all of that uh math um but uh, immediately we dove in, you know, one of my first classes was the Macintosh operating system, which was totally foreign to me, uh, you know, because previously it was Windows 97. <laughs> right? Um, but fell in love for sure with that operating system and the design and the, you know, just the structure of that. And then diving into the creative software, the whole Adobe suite at the time, Quark Express, which is like InDesign now, but um, very easy to translate the what you learn about Quark to InDesign. But anyways, um, yeah, so um, really, you know, the real start in graphic design for me was that first day at Western Tech mm-hmm. and diving into the Mac operating system and the Adobe suite and basic drawing, which was a class, basic drawing. And it was, you know, like draw the fruit in the bowl and that sort of thing. And, oh, man, I hated it <laughs> I, was, I was so bad at it. I mean, you know, I could draw it and you could tell it was a bowl of fruit or whatever, but just like the skill of lighting and shadows and dimension and all of that, like I just didn't have the the ability for it. I could see it in my head, like what I wanted to do or what it needed to look like, but I just could not do it on paper with chalk or charcoal or paint or anything. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, you know, find something that I was really happy with. And I think... Also, part of the frustration for me was there were some people that were in this program that clearly were into art, clearly were great Mm -hmm. artists. Sure. And, you know, it was really frustrating for me to spend an hour and a half drawing this bowl of fruit. Meanwhile, in 15 minutes, they have this piece that looks amazing, you know, with (laughs) a pencil or whatever it is. So, um, yeah. So, I guess that's kind of the the origin story of Ben Bauer as a designer. So,
1: that brings up a question. Um, You... Don't like, you, you say you can't draw yeah. or you're not good at it yeah. um, or paint or anything like that. Do you want, if, if like a magic, if we could wave, wave a magic wand mm-hmm. and you could do that, do you feel like, because there's a follow-up question mm-hmm. here, do you feel like that would make you happy? Like, is that a thing you'd want to be able to do? If um, you could magically do it, would you do it?
2: I mean, if it was magic, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <Or not. laughs>
1: what are the other two wishes then? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jeannie. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. I mean, I I would love the skill. Uh, at the same time, like, um, I mean, not at all say that like to learn a new skill isn't worth it or anything like that. But where I am in my career and where I am as a graphic designer without having like a really strong mm-hmm. skill set in you know hand drawing or art like that. Um, I don't know if it's entirely necessary for me to get right. great at it. I think, and, and as you guys know, because this is something I've talked about, like I think that there definitely is um, a place for like the ability to at least simply sketch and put mm-hmm. an idea on paper, uh, both to help get your thoughts in order as well as to share ideas with people before diving in too deep on the computer and creating this piece and putting the time into that. But at the same time, I'm also very quick and very good on the computer so um sometimes it's just as easy for me to open a new illustrator document and start drawing with shapes and Mm -hmm. uh on the computer as to as opposed to sketching um I can probably show you my idea quicker with just shapes in an illustrator document than I can trying to make it work with pencil you know Mm -hmm. so um but like I said, as you guys know, that's the thing I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to sketch more and just put some of those preliminary ideas on paper before diving in. But it's a challenge because it's so old for me. You know? mm-hmm. but.
1: Well, and I asked the question to then ask this follow-up question, which is do you think that being able to do that with shapes in Illustrator or you know, really very early on with any program – was sort of giving you just the tool for – a tool you didn't have at your disposal to do the same thing that someone can do with a pencil or yeah. a pen.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, in that basic drawing class, you know, a lot of the core principles taught in that um, – in any drawing class or course or whatever I, um, is very uh, – Sorry, backing up. You might want to cut this out. That's just faith. Um, <laughs> The you know one of the basic things that they teach you is how to use shapes to draw the thing that you're trying to draw, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so instead of drawing an apple, you draw you know an oblong circle, and you know, um, instead of drawing you know the leaf on the stem, you draw some rounded triangles to make up that leaf, or you know whatever. So, um, so yeah, absolutely, like very similar principles and and in learning how to do it on the computer it definitely equipped me to at least do it semi-effectively on mm-hmm. paper you know and I'll use a similar process where um, you know I'll draw those shapes instead of trying to draw the thing that's in my head
1: you mm-hmm.
2: know. I don't know if that answered your question that does answer <laughs> my question
1: and that sort of leads me to this thing that's going to sound complimentary but don't take it Too seriously, like I'm trying to schmooze you. (laughs) Our schmoozing days are like way, way (laughs) past past that. (laughs) Um, But I think people, I think the public in general don't realize that you know it's in essence when you see an ad for something, that is that's the same process as someone sitting down and creating a picture of a bowl of fruit. Right. It's all of the same. It's. There's artistry to it. Mm-hmm. And it actually is the artistry that goes into it that makes people not realize that there's artistry to it. They just see a thing that their brain says, that makes me want to buy that product. Right. So yeah. it just so that was a, a compliment to you and every graphic designer in the universe. I'm choosing them, not <laughs> you. <laughs> they appreciate <laughs> it. I'm glad.
0: <laughs> So what were a couple of projects that you did in school that stood out to you?
2: Um, there was one that um, immediately comes to mind because um, I won an award for it. Um, it was one where we had to kind of blend typography and other visual elements into a poster. And it was uh, the theme that we were given was around... Um, uh, Gutenberg, who's the inventor of the original uh, printing press. Um, so we had to kind of like honor him through incorporating, I think, I think we were even tasked with the word print. So, you know, we're already l- limited to mm-hmm. some letters and, um, you know, maybe the image of Gutenberg or whatever, and then trying to impl- implement color and all of the basics that you learn in design and drawing from proximity to depth dimension, all, all those things. So, um, thinking of what that looks like in my head I'm thinking that it probably looks cooler than it really is um, but it just had I remember it had the word print kind of rearranged off to the side a little bit um still readable it wasn't just a mess of letters or anything and then I think I had like a watermark looking thing of Gutenberg off to the right and just a bunch of other cool it was very abstract very uh, cool shapes and stuff arranged in a visually appealing way right um <laughs> And, yeah, it uh, it was recognized by, oh gosh, I don't even know, I think IGAE, the International Graphic Arts something, but um, as uh, yeah, a winning entry for, I think it was design and color or something like that. But So that was a cool one, um, and I think it was also one of the first real projects that I was able to compile using Adobe Illustrator, which um, is my favorite uh, piece of software to use. I probably use it more often than I should, or at times that, that I shouldn't like, you know, many people would say you should create a brochure or something like that using an in- InDesign yes. where you're bringing pieces yes. together. Yeah. Leave me alone. Vince. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, but, but have you heard of publisher? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: sorry. I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So that's one that I remember. And then, uh, I mean, there's lots of really cool projects. Um, and maybe I'll give two more examples. One, which was very basic, but taught a lot of those really simple principles of drawing on the computer and coming to the final product. We actually had to, um, we got like a a sheet or a a list of images of existing logos, um, and we just had to recreate them um, in Illustrator. So Thinking of things like the Pepsi logo and uh, Conica Minolta's logo, the Xerox logo, IBM, several like ones Mm -hmm. like that. Um, You just had to use, you know, typography and shapes to recreate them. And uh, in doing that, you know, learning what the tools are and how to use them and how to manipulate shapes, combine shapes, stuff like that. So, That was a cool one um, because you were kind of working with what felt like was real. Well, it was real stuff. It was real brands, real logos, right? Um, But then also teaching you the very basic functions. of, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and it was kind of an eye-opening experience in that. um, Now, granted, let's take the Pepsi logo, for example. There were probably several iterations or Mm -hmm. versions to get to the final product. But once you see what the final product is... You realize that it's a circle with a couple paths inside of it. Yeah. But I mean, it's so simple. And I mean, you look at um, any good logo, it's typically very simple, very clean mm-hmm. to redraw it. Like now that you know what it is and now that you've gotten to that end product, it's so simple. You know, mm-hmm. it's you, could, you know, any right the Nike swoosh, right? The Nike mm-hmm. swoosh, yeah. Any semi experienced designer could draw those knowing what they are in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I imagine a the Coca Cola. Mark would be a little...
2: Probably a little tougher, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) because, you know, that's not just a font. Right, exactly. paths and everything. Last project I remember was um, I also got a graphic web design certificate when I was in school. So the first website that I created, which was uh, built in Adobe Go Live, which no longer exists. Oh, I've never
0: even heard of that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: Um, And then, yeah. The one that came after that was Dreamweaver. So mm. if you think it if you know mm. Dreamweaver, that's yes. kind of like go live yeah. 2.0. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was all you know code based. you know, you created your images and supportive elements in Photoshop or Illustrator or whatever, and then brought it all together in go live. So so that was just you know a really cool peek into that world of web design, which at the time, I mean I graduated from Western in oh four, you know. Websites and stuff were still relatively new, and any of them back from that timeline would probably look terrible right now. But <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, there was a time in the universe when not every business had a website. Yeah,
2: it's that so th- it's amazing <laughs> to even think that that world existed.
1: Right, that at some point people had to have a conversation about: Do we need one? What are we <laughs> going to do with it? <laughs> <ever> have <laughs> to go
2: to the store to look at this thing. Yeah. Right.
0: So. What are thinking of, whether it's just that time in school or time on the job, experience? If someone is just starting out, so then we're talking to designers here, not just to somebody who hasn't done it at all, but a beginning beginning designer. Um, what are
1: or 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 or. Your seventeen-year-old, sixteen-year-old self, <laughs> at sitting at their parents' computer, mm. also with Microsoft Paint. If that no, well, but if that kid were sitting down right now, he would have a lot more things mm. at his disposal yeah. to do, mm-hmm. right? And just start de- designing his own t-shirts. Yeah.
0: So, w- what are maybe a basic concept or two that uh, that you could give, just that would help further them along sure. in their endeavor?
2: Well, it's a great question, and just the chatter that happened while asking the question um, makes me think of a few things. I mean, um, about, like, somebody now having Mm -hmm. a lot more tools at their disposal, I mean, that's number one, is there's just so many resources out there that um, you can use to research and, you know, kind of, like, self-train um, on a lot of things, so thinking specifically of like the functionality of the software that you might use, Adobe Illustrator or whatever it is, um, you know, search anything on YouTube and you can find a tutorial mm-hmm. how to do it. And that's, that's great in that those resources are out there and you can learn very quickly and do a thing by watching the video hit pause keep watching the video and, you know, create a thing. Um, That said, I don't know if that's necessarily the best way to learn or retain information. Um, That does feel like kind of like what could be a replacement for college or, you know, a formal training. Um, the, um, The thing that you just need to remember, though, is that all of those skills and all of those things that you learn by watching those videos or however you're learning um, comes with practice and time and doing it again and again and again. And I say it often that my first three months uh, in my real job after I graduated college, I learned and grew ten times as much as I did mm-hmm. in the two years that I was, you know, in school for the thing. So, um, so that you know that practice and actually getting in and getting your hands dirty and doing work is very important, but. Um, And I guess another, I guess, pointer I would give is don't, um, like, box yourself into one thing that you find yourself gravitating towards. So, I mean, I know that Illustrator is something that I like to work in, but, you know, there's just times when it's way more appropriate to work in In InDesign or, I mean, Illustrator and Photoshop are so different that there's a clear case as to when you would use one or the other in a lot of cases, but even those blend sometimes, so... Um, just be open to using the appropriate tool, um, and I'll, you know, I'll take my own advice here and share that there are so many new things that are out um, that both Adobe has put out and other um, creative um, companies where there might just be a better tool for the job. I immediately – let's use an example of like a social media post – Immediately, I'm gonna, you know, try and find an image, or I'm gonna try and create or draw something in Illustrator, and that's how I'm gonna create the post, the artwork for the post, right? But um, there are so many easy, sometimes free post creators out there. Whether it's like Adobe Spark and some other free ones like that, where um, you can create some really cool stuff, customize it just enough to make it yours, fit in your brand, whatever. Um, that it sometimes makes sense to use something different you know so um, there's other people who probably only use some of those tools and have never been in Adobe Illustrator Mm -hmm. you know so for those folks to keep their mind open to the time that it's right to use something a little more robust like Illustrator you know we thinking of simplicity um, you know we do a lot of our own stuff we um, are very original in our artwork Um, so what we're doing it's maybe more appropriate for us to use some of the more raw, original, robust software like Illustrator or whatever, but um, there's a time and place for other Mm -hmm. tools as well. Last thing that I would tell 17-year-old me, um, and especially me, me specifically where I learned so much about art and composition and drawing and stuff like that in college i didn't really besides like i say high school art class the one that i took or going down to elementary art um you know i didn't really take the time to prepare myself learn and appreciate art which is so much it's so important in it uh in the idea of graphic design I mean everything from the basics of color and composition and proximity all those you know simple design elements Um, at the end of the day whatever your capability is in software or drawing or whatever if you don't understand those simple design principles your stuff is never really gonna look great it might Mm -hmm. be flashy it might you know in unintentionally look abstract or something like that, but
1: <laughs> that's the worst kind of abstract. right. Yeah, Un- unintentionally yeah. abstract. Oh, gosh,
2: you're so tr- you're so uh,
1: innovative. <laughs> what what right? does it even mean? Yeah, right.
2: I don't know what it means, you know? <laughs> but you know, it's a great point and It's kind of funny, but you know, the people who know what they're doing and know about proximity and all of those rules, and then intentionally choose to do something abstract is far more powerful mm-hmm. than somebody shooting from the mm-hmm. hip. So.
1: Because there, there is a pretty fine line there. So there are basic principles to what the human brain is going to look at and feel good about. Um, and it's in some cases, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's a pretty fine line. It could be like I'm specifically thinking when you, the example, when you use the example of the Pepsi logo. So it's a circle. It has two little swooshy things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a version of that logo that was a little bit this way and a little bit that, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until they hit exactly the spot where that those swooshies needed to be <laughs> that somebody looked at it and went, okay, that seems right.
2: Yeah.
1: Is that-
0: or they had lots of options and senior management made a decision on which one to go with.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. 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 But there, there are... Is it true? it is true, is it not? I should say that there there are just and this is coming to that design principle thing i'm I'm really re explaining my question seven hundred and eighty five different times. The point is <laughs>
0: Land the plane too Land yes the plane.
1: that there there just are things that to the human eye feel objectively right, right
2: right yeah, absolutely and um you say the human eye, that's certainly mm-hmm. uh, something to consider, but then there's cultural differences and things True. like that. That you have, I mean, we read top to bottom, left to right. It's not that way around the world. So thinking of how you design something, you have to take in some of those cultural differences as well. Even, And it's everything. It's top to bottom, left to right, direction. Um, it's color. Um, yeah. Way more than just some of those... I mean, it's it's all those basic design principles, but it's oh. how to use them for humans, for Americans, for Chinese, for whatever right. that you have to right. keep all of that stuff in mind. So,
1: okay, very nice. I'm satisfied with that. Okay, answer. good. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> so, give us a snapshot of designing. You in your second point, you said it makes more sense for us to use the software the the more raw. More powerful software, whatever. Uh, So I'll use that as the transition point. What? Give us a snapshot of that day. Eh, Not necessarily day to day, but what? What types of things might you be doing for the credit union? For exclamation, for other credit unions. Uh, Give us, give us that snapshot. So what are? What is it you do?
1: Yeah. What (laughs) what (laughs) this is a hard question
2: to ask. (laughs) Well. for me um it's very diverse in that um it's i mean so many different applications whether it's something for the website something for social something for print um supportive artwork for a video you know whatever um there's so much um variety um that it can be totally different from day to day well maybe from hour to hour um And I would imagine that that's similar for you folks on my team, including (laughs) Alex, who's not here. But, you know, when you guys get to get into the software and do some stuff as well, you maybe do, you know, like Alex probably gravitates towards stuff for social and some web graphics and some of the things that are just key responsibilities for her. Vince, you know, video stuff for you for sure. Um, But I kind of like fill in the gaps and or, um, you know, take on just some of the bigger projects or things that are totally brand new things that we've never done before um so because of that thinking of myself and my role specifically it's it's kind of all over the place but there are designers who are straight up print designers or Mm -hmm. web designers or social media you know whatever so um they might have some more consistency in their day but For me, I mean, um, I'm typically hopping around between Illustrator and InDesign. Those are the two that I use primarily because most of the stuff that we do comes out of there. Um, Yeah, are you asking about, like, the process or...?
0: (laughs) Um, not not necessarily, but let's dive into that a little bit. Yeah. Let's pull the curtain back on your process. Quick bird's-eye view.
2: Sure. Well, I mean, uh, and another thing that... um, I learned in school and is still very much a part of my process today is searching for inspiration so um, you know if there's something that I need to create and I have a 100% blank palette or even a mostly blank palette I know that our logo needs to be on it I know it needs to say this Um, sometimes it's a simple Google search of the thing I'm trying to create and I'll just get ideas sometimes it's um, I, I keep A bunch of, you know, like print magazines, books, whatever it might be. Sometimes it's just thumbing through a book and something hits. Sometimes it's purely from memory or some image that Mm -hmm. for some reason is hanging around in my head. Um, And it's kind of funny because almost all of what we create as a designer is – you know, in some form, hacking or copying something mm. that we've seen, right? <laughs> I mean, you can add an originality mm. to it and stuff like that, but you got the idea from somewhere, and it's likely something that you saw yeah. so um, or that you've seen or that you just found. So, um, so that's a big part of the process for sure is before you dive into something, you know, get some inspiration, and maybe that inspiration is something that you've previously done as well, so... Um, and then it's just kind of getting to work. So depending on the project that you're doing, it's making sure you have all of your assets in order. So um, all the text or body copy that you might need, if you need images or you think you're going to need images, maybe you're scouring a stock photog- photography website or our image library or whatever it might be and pulling all those things together, having at least some idea of who's all going to play in this game and then you know getting it all together and... Whatever you're creating, so um, yeah. So I mean, the day is—it's a lot of hopping around between software applications, websites, and maybe some sketching. Maybe if you're <laughs> very little. If you're from, doing what you're supposed to be doing,
1: right. yeah, sketching. right. Yeah.
0: So, speaking of stock, you mentioned that. Yeah. Give me thoughts, feelings maybe quick pros and cons, Uh, doing all of that, sourcing all of that and building it from the ground up versus maybe something templated that we can purchase and either tweak a little or just use as is.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I guess the easiest way to describe it is uh, (laughs) there's a time and a place, (laughs) you know what I mean? So there's certainly a time when a stock photo or a stock template or something like that is appropriate. And, um, and that, that, could play a very, so time and place maybe isn't necessarily defined by how, um, how often you use it, how, um, important the piece is, how many eyeballs are going to see it. Um, so some of it might just be a, a feel for whether or not it's the time or place to use something stock, but, um, I can say that, you know, my decision-making process uh, goes something like: Can I create this originally without the help of anything stock? Um, and if the answer is even yeah, I think so, or almost yes, then that's how we're gonna do it for sure. But <laughs> fair if, enough. Yeah, but if you know, it's man, I'm just cranking out a social media post because. I don't know, let's say a couple of our branches are closed because a <laughs> storm just rolled through.
1: For example. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I just need a quick and dirty photo of lightning. Well, I'm not gonna sit outside all <laughs> night and wait for that photo <laughs> of lightning. I'm gonna go to I a I mean
0: Saturday, you probably could have. I right. There was yeah, enough I of probably that. went
2: ahead to, to sit out for too <laughs> long. But you know, I'm just gonna search a quality stock photography site, find the mm-hmm. right photo, and mm-hmm. use it, you know. But um, let's say we're creating a brand new campaign that we think is going to go for a full year um, and it's built around lightning or something like that, well then maybe we want to do a little recon and you know, capture our own um, photos of anything that is appropriate for that campaign and have truly original stuff that we created, we shot, it's ours and we can use it however we want. I don't remember what your question is, but I hope I answered No, answer you totally it. answered okay. it.
0: So I think like on the video side too, I think that's – whether when it comes to titles and graphics that way, I think it's sort of a similar thing. Like I either usually have a pretty good idea in my head or can just do it. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, like when it comes to After Effects and animating movement, like that is a thing that takes so much time right. that – anything more than some basic movements it's like yeah let's see what we can find right. here because somebody else has done it they've done it way better than i can and if we can pay a minimal amount to be able to use that and tweak it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: well and, like you know, that's the
0: thing for me when you said like you can't do it on your own like yep
2: mhm right that <laughs> yeah and we're maybe veering a little bit away from graphic design, but thinking of just creative projects as a whole and video being a, something that certainly fits into that. I mean, everything that goes into that from the video itself to graphics and animation to music. You know I mean? There's so many pieces that have to come together to make something awesome. Um, and it's always great if you can use original stuff, but man, sometimes it's just its not mm-hmm. logical to, to mm-hmm. do that. And music is uh, maybe one of the biggest pieces that can make or break a thing but to do truly original stuff is a huge undertaking so you almost, I mean the majority of people that are creating that stuff are relying on stock, you know
0: mm-hmm. Well Sue still has to write me a musical so
1: I've, I've been working really hard on it too. Yeah, I can tell Really nice. I have a call in to Lynn manuel Miranda and I, he, he won't call me back um. It's weird, it's, it's whatever <laughs> <laughs> He's got all that Hamilton money now. He doesn't have yeah. to talk to me. <laughs> I'll, give him a,
2: I'll shoot him a text. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever.
1: Whatever, Lynn. <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And so flip that question just a little bit. And let's say you were talking to an outside business, right? And there are a lot of we, – we know in the credit union industry – that if you want to do a social post, or even if you if you want to build a campaign, there are places you can go. You can click a button, enter your credit card, and you can get all of the assets you need to do a campaign from, you know, web design to postcard stuff, and you can I don't you can basically send them a list and like they'll mail your postcards. There's a whole thing that you can do. Um, and it's pretty simple, uh, but it you do lose that ability to be fully original. Do you think that if we're talking about a small credit union or a small or a small business, that there there is a nice little space that we can occupy? you can occupy and could benefit people to see you could get original artwork to do those things at a much more affordable price than you think you could, and it would be totally worth it to spend that little bit of extra time. And when I when I say extra time, I mean, we're going to have to show you a design. You're going to have to, maybe you're going to have to tell us you hate it, and then we're going to have to show you a different design, and yeah. that's the difference between your experience purchasing all of those assets somewhere else and getting something original for your business. Is that assuming that a small business or a small credit union could do that for the same cost and get totally original designs with just that little bit of extra, like they they have to have thought. They have to put thought into it and have a conversation, right, around what they're trying to do. Would... That's worth it, right? Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. So the, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're
0: building a business around that, right? so I hope
1: so. Yes, yeah. yeah, totally worth it. <laughs> <that>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so the short answer is yes, uh, absolutely worth it. Um, and I guess to dive a little deeper, you know, really, whether it's the same cost or maybe even a little more for that original artwork, uh, which just you know, to be totally transparent, sometimes it is for mm-hmm. sure. Um, those are typically dollars well-spent because you do get to have that conversation. You do get to have professionals that are diving deeper into who Mm -hmm. you are and what you're doing and why you're doing it and, you know, create something with a little bit more purpose than um, some of the, you know, quote unquote canned solutions that are Mm -hmm. out there and, Mm -hmm. and not to knock some of those solutions because they're great, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're affordable and, you know, um, as, uh, technology evolves and more and more people get into these creative fields. And uh, like I say, you bring technology into it, um, better stuff is out there mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the canned and the stock, mm-hmm. uh, area. Right. But, um, w- however good that stuff is, um, I have to imagine that right now with what we know and the way the world works, um, any of those solutions are still going to be missing, that very important piece of the initial research, the conversation, the getting to know you and your business, and mm-hmm. um, you know, m- you know, maybe it's just billing for consultation. If that's if that's the attitude you have towards it, that's that's fine. But it's not worthless. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, it's ve- and, and in fact, it's quite the opposite. It's very, very important to understanding uh, who somebody is, so that you're creating something that. Mm-hmm. Fits their brand, fits their personality, fits their voice, fits everything that's so crucial to an ad or a website mm-hmm. or whatever it is you're creating.
1: So, Right. Do you think people, uh, business people in general, outside of the marketing field, understand that? How important that is to be really expressing things in their yeah. own voice and telling their story that way?
2: Right. Well, I mean, the fact that not everybody's doing it, it makes me say, no, of course not. <laughs> not, a- not everybody <laughs> understands it, right? But you know, sometimes people have limitations, whether it's budget Mm -hmm. or time or whatever. So, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do for sure. But to blatantly and intentionally work like that, I think is um, irresponsible and, you know, not not the best for your business. So, Mm -hmm. Um, and also, you know, business people, not everybody has the time or it's just Sorry, it's just not their job to worry about mm-hmm. your brand and and things like right. that. That's why they have a marketing team or whoever mm-hmm. to take care of those things for you. So, um, you know, that said, any professional should at least have a basic understanding of the significance of those things, mm-hmm. your brand, and, and maybe even a, a slight understanding of design Mm -hmm. what's good and what's bad so that they can help identify that and you know give a a relevant voice to when Mm -hmm. some decisions are being made you know so so yeah I'm sure that there's plenty of business professionals out there that know little to nothing about it and that's okay as long as they know to rely on the experts
1: when the time is right as long as they know not to ignore it right right yeah (laughs) so maybe maybe sort of on the topic of things designs that are not so awesome (laughs) or that you feel are not so awesome if you had to pick one is the number but if you have more than one you can tell us all of them a graphic design related thing uh, something that is a popular technique or was a popular technique a trend anything like that that you sort of you know, you sort of, sort of gets in the cultural consciousness, and you realize you're seeing it everywhere, and you kind of go, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> Something like that that you could make disappear. What would you make disappear? <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: this is so tough. There must be a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. He can't even get <laughs> down yeah. to. Give well, us your top thirty-five.
2: <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
1: Buckle up. Um, oh, and. Using comic sans, yeah, as the font doesn't count.
2: Well, hey, <laughs> put that table stick. You know what? <laughs> so honestly, what I was what I was going to say was, um, it's so tough to come up with just one, and um, and at the same time, like things are trends for a reason. Like mm-hmm. they're trendy for a certain amount of time, and then they're not. Right. You know? <laughs> so, like to even pick on something that was a trend, um, it was cool at one time. Mm-hmm. So you know you can't really even. Knock on any of that stuff because at some point in time it was relevant, but um, just
0: because it was trendy doesn't mean it was great, right? No,
2: (laughs) no, no. But it, you know, got attention or Mm -hmm. it it served its purpose for it to become a trend, right? So, but what I will say, because you mentioned the Comic Sans thing, I'll just go down the road of typography and um, and we've joked or we've talked about this before, and there's an awesome SNL skit about. P- the font papyrus and oh. <laughs> the movie um why can't I think of the avatar name? avatar yes great movie by the way but just the knowing if you know your fonts at all knowing the font papyrus or if you can imagine the avatar movie poster in your head right now that font that avatar is spelled out in i mean it's just i think any graphic designer or anybody that has any semi understanding of fonts and typography and When to use them, when not to use them. You just can't help but wonder how in the heck did those people decide that that was the right look for a multi-million dollar budget movie. I mean, just incredible. And just Google SNL avatar papyrus and Mm -hmm. you'll find what you're looking for. But it's a hilarious Illigate and scope,
1: not but. just that—that that was the right look, but that was all they were going to do. Right, that right. That was it.
0: Right. Like there, there's, a, there's, you can take a base font and do stuff to it, right? Oversimplifying it, but like, sure. it's just,
1: yeah. Right, right.
2: Well, and you know, it's
1: just James Cameron, Avatar. Yeah. Done.
2: I just saved a hundred grand on my design. Yeah. No. um... And, and to just bring the whole uh, conversation into t- context, um, that's not to say that there isn't a time to use a basic font. I mean, Helvetica is one of the most basic fonts around, and it's used globally all the time, including by some of the most you know well-known brands. American Airlines, you know, their logo is typed out in Helvetica. And actually, just plugging other people's work, um, there's a great documentary called Helvetica. Um, so Google that and check that <laughs> out. If you're at all interested in typography, it really shows um, how much it's actually used worldwide and people probably just don't even know it. They just know of it as that's the font that gets me where I need to go and gets me the information that I need. But anyways, sorry, <laughs> typography nerd popping out.
1: You know, <laughs> know. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, Always bring your typography nerd out because... <laughs> I, I will give you credit that you your typography nerd blew the back off my brain. It just, I never, literally never thought of it other than Comic Sans and, and how I knew. How I knew, and not that there even is anything really wrong with Comic Sans. Right, right. Especially in the application it's intended for, which is a comic book. Uh, but... Just I, I just knew there are things that when you use that, it is, and I look at it, not you, but people, yeah. use a particular font uh, and, or a particular style of typography. And I look at it, I, my soul finds it objectionable. <laughs> it's just is wrong. It's wrong what you're doing. Yeah, right. And it wasn't until you came along and um, we started doing some training on the team and things and started talking about learning about that that I went oh, now it, now it all makes sense yeah. the reason it feels objectionable to my soul is because it's wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: and let me just say um, I feel like I need to say this to level set the audience <laughs> a little bit here I mean I, I realize yes I went to school for this I've been doing it for some time or whatever and yes I would consider myself you know an experienced designer or whatever but every aspect of this from graphic design to illustration to typography, um I know that I am continually growing uh, in my understanding and appreciation and the use of all of those elements that make great design. So, I mean, I don't want to at all sit here and paint myself as this expert in any of the... Well, it, There's you, a level of expertise could. that I have. There's <laughs> yes. a level of expertise that I have for sure, but I'm not going to say I'm a master. And I guess that's maybe one thing that, um, you know, another thing that I learned in school and uh, really took to heart and appreciate is that... Um, you will never master mm-hmm. graphic design. You will never master one of the you know, software applications that you're using or whatever. Um, one, because they're constantly changing mm-hmm. and new features and stuff are being added, but also just you don't have the time to understand how to use every single tool or uh, functionality that's built in inside this stuff or completely understand um every element of it, typography, illustration, whatever it is. I mean, you might be darn good at a lot of it mm-hmm. and maybe even an expert in some of them. But um, if you're not humble enough to know that you're <laughs> constantly growing and changing, um, you're probably failing yourself a little bit by thinking that you're you're all set. You know,
1: well, the thing is, uh, a thing that we all have in common is that like we start from that Empty space, right? So you're always creating, and if you're always creating something new, mm-hmm. whether it's a design or photography or videography, if you're always building something new, how can you ever decide? Okay, I now I know everything right. because you haven't Not created right. everything you're going to create. Yeah,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. and exact proof of that in this little conversation that we're having right now is. I look at stuff that I designed even like six months ago, but definitely stuff that I designed a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, and you can't help but be like, oh, my God, I thought that looked good once upon a time, you know. And, and yeah, it looked good mm-hmm. at, at the time or, you know, whatever. Um, it was the best that I could output at that time based on my skill set and experience and all that. But um, you're constantly growing and changing and um you will likely look back on stuff that you created and realize you broke some rules or just didn't do a thing mm-hmm. well or whatever it might be. So.
1: Well, and I, I don't, I'm only going to disagree with you slightly <laughs> and say I don't think it's necessarily that you didn't do it. Maybe, maybe sometimes you didn't do it well. But other times I think it comes back to a thing, and I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. I know we've talked about it off the podcast, which is to say, Given the opportunity, we would just, like, there are things we would just go back and change and change and change, right. <laughs> change. Because we would never necessarily feel like it's exactly right. Right. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't necessarily mean one thing is objectively wrong. You know, where you stop is wrong. It just means six months later, you go, oh, yeah, no, I see what I could have yeah. done there. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and also, P.S., you see what you could have done there to make yourself happy. Because everybody else is just fine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Very true. So, final question, unless you have more questions. I mean, we can, and, like, if you have questions for us. No. (laughs) No. You're not allowed to this time.
0: (laughs) We're on a good timeline. We should wrap it up here. So, (gasps) last question.
1: Oh, you're such a, you're such a nag. It's so hard, you know, when you're always, like, (laughs) be on time, do things. Ah, it just (laughs) is... Very difficult. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what is the best advice somebody who is for somebody who is not a graphic designer but, I don't know, maybe listens to this conversation or sees something we do and says, uh, now that I know that they make that, that Ben makes that thing, I think, <laughs> I mean this in the nicest way. I think I could do that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but really, to know Ben starts with a blank canvas, Somebody else could learn to do it. What's the best piece of advice you could give that person?
2: Um, so advice like they're interested and they want to start doing it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm.
1: Do it. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Just do it, Nike. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, though, just dive in and have some fun with it. Yeah. Um, The Adobe software is all, you know, you can get a free trial for all that stuff. Um, There's uh, plenty of other free resources out there. Man, if you have to, start Microsoft Paint, whatever. (laughs) Um, Just, you know, just start, you know, Mm -hmm. and dig into playing around, uh, learning for sure. I mean, check out videos. I I would say if not, um, I I don't want anyone to be... uh, Uh, researching and then be turned off because of this but just like google or check out on youtube like a video of somebody designing something or drawing something illustrating something maybe even like editing a photo in photoshop or whatever and you know if they're doing like a screen snip of it or you know recording their screen and showing you how it's done like you might realize real quickly like holy smokes I don't know if I can like stare at a screen and do this kind of stuff. like That just doesn't fit some people for sure, and there is, there is a lot of that. You're on a computer, you're staring mm-hmm. at a screen. Um, but um, you also might see some functionality or things that you didn't know were possible in some of the software, and you might wind up being super intrigued, more intrigued than whatever happened by seeing the end piece of something mm-hmm. that we created or whatever, so... Um, Just just dig in, learn as much as you can, check out free resources and and or paid resources and just give it a shot. Um, And if you still think that you're interested, um, try and make a connection with a human, uh, whether it's another designer or somebody in admissions at a school and just talk about it, you know, see if it's something that might be a fit for you and take the next step. I can say that um, it's a valuable life skill to have is to be a decent designer or at least have some knowledge of the software and stuff because whether you're a professional and doing that kind of thing clearly there's a need for having the skills but if you're a volunteer on a board and you guys need a poster for an event or something like if you have the ability to create that or even if you have the ability to give relevant feedback like Mm -hmm. oh I learned once that this is a thing I shouldn't do based on a basic design principle. Like that's a valuable skill. Um, your house will probably look cooler because of it because you know a little bit about design. You'll you'll dress differently. I don't know. Whatever. Like <laughs> there's there's we're we're all designers in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form in our lives. Whether it's just picking out our clothes or helping with that poster for that volunteer thing that we do. Whatever. Um, so whatever level of knowledge you learn, you will you'll benefit from it at some point in your life for sure. So give it a shot.
1: Nice. Good life advice. Thanks. Very nice. <laughs> and you dress well, so it works oh. out. Right. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you dress yourself? Did I your do. Wife dress- oh, <laughs> good no, job. I, sure I mean, I don't mean literally. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean literally.
2: Yeah, she buttons. She buttons <laughs> my <laughs> She puts the buttons on my shirt. <laughs> I haven't figured out buttons yet, so okay. Yeah, okay. someday.
1: You're going to get there, champ. <laughs> do you,
0: are you before or after Charlie? <laughs>
2: oh. Uh, well, Mostly before, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> Depends on if it's the weekend.
1: <laughs> okay, thank you very much. On that so <laughs> yes, on that note, that's um, not what I'm. Everybody's
2: picturing me dressing myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> she would be really patient, though. She'd be really oh, yeah. good at it. If she, she would. Yeah, I might take her up on it. for Yeah. Sure.
0: It's, it's I don't really know if she's offering. She's not <laughs> not you offering. guys are offering, her, offering her for her. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, she's really nice, though. I don't think yeah. she'd fight about it. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we will include. Thank you so much, and we will include any links. So I, I remember two things. So the SNL skit for sure. Yeah. Because it. Yeah. Made us laugh. Nice. And Helvetica is the name of that. Yeah. Documentary mm-hmm. you're talking yeah. about. We'll include a way to get to both of those. With the episode, do you still have
0: that award-winning
1: poster?
2: I'll look for it. I don't know, man. I'll (laughs) I'll look for it.
1: You know, the other thing I thought of—we in the last couple of weeks talked about. uh, Maybe it was last week. Talked about one of your favorite designs, and maybe we will include a link to one of your favorite designs you did here on the team. Mm. I know. Spoilers. I know we're
2: trying to wrap up, but yeah,
1: the Eclipse one. Oh yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, and
2: and a great example of using stock. I yeah. Mean, you know, there's a stock image in there, and it turned out nice.
1: It turned out really cute. I
2: mean, it was an awesome stock image, so that helped.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, maybe we'll yeah we'll cool. find that. We'll go dig that out of the archives and find that. This is your uh, reminder that you can find us on Anchor. Here, a whole catalog. There, we're also available on iTunes. So, please subscribe. Rate and review if you'd like to. I just freshly realized they could be doing that, so I thought I'd say that out loud. Mm, (laughs) Um, You can also visit our blog. All of our podcasts are posted up on our blog, and you can catch all of our episodes and see everything else that's going on with us. So that is simplicity.coop/slash blog.
0: Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Ben, (laughs) for enduring our line of questioning. Thank you, guys.
1: You should be used to it by now. Though. Yeah, right. <laughs> so this is day-to-day. your day job. Yeah, right.
0: You don't actually design. You just do questioning. <laughs> Thank you, listener, for hanging in there with us. This is Sue and Vince signing off for now, and we'll see you next time.